Hold the Gravy Podcast listeners, welcome back. Thank you so much for clicking today on this episode. This episode is presented by the Delcom Seafood and Farmers Market down in South Louisiana. This is a little mini bonus episode. It's a story told by our good friend, Mr. Wendell Verrett. This is a historical moment in Louisiana history. I want to thank Mr. Wendell Verrett for sharing this story with us a few months back. A couple days ago was the anniversary of the drilling disaster at Lake Pinier, right off of Jefferson Island in the Vermilion Bay. We got a lot more episodes coming to you for the rest of the year. 2021 is almost to a close. Thank you again so much for being my friend and clicking on Hold the Gravy podcast. You'll be hearing a lot more of me in the future, but for now, here's the anniversary episode of a story about Lake Pinier told by Mr. Wendell Verrett. You said there was a salt mine there. What, what ended up happening with, with that? Yeah, the, the, the salt mine, uh, and the way this, uh, the geology of it, just so you know, is um, salt uh, from ancient seas, you know, laid down in layers, and then over time, uh, as sediment builds over that layer of salt, uh, the salt is lighter than the soil, so it will rise up, so it's like a... Um, inverse uh, teardrop and so you get bubbles almost spread out through the Gulf Coast I mean uh, the, the Louisiana coast so you have Avery Island, Jefferson Island, Weeks Island, Cote Blanche and then there's this line of of uh, salt domes and um, so um, oh you know maybe turn of the century they started mining uh, for salt you know, and that was back in the day, the way they preserved food and did a lot of things with, with, with salt. Um, and uh, so at Jefferson Island, they had uh, a, a salt mine where they, you know, had a vertical shaft and it goes down, you know, maybe 2,000 feet and then they start mining out the salt and you have these huge domes and these huge cavities uh, down in the, in the salt dome itself but in 1980 and the other the other thing is uh because you have the inverse teardrop you get traps of oil and gas up against these domes and so all companies over the years have you know you'll see near a salt mine you see a lot of uh uh, energy exploration oil and gas wells and and uh and things like that so um this happened uh, in 1980. Texaco had decided to, to drill uh, this particular well, and it was very close to the salt mine itself. And uh, it was located uh, on Lake Pinier. The Lake Pinier is a, a, a brackish water lake that drains out to the Gulf through the Delcom Canal. And it's right next to this uh, salt mine or this, this hill which is we call it the island and uh, so they set up uh, a drilling platform on, on the lake close to shore cl- 
close to the salt mine and uh on november 20th 1980 uh early early in the morning uh crews on the well started noticing what they what they called no return in other words they pump mud and fluid into the well to prevent uh pressure from coming back up and so whenever you get no return the the fluid is not coming back up. I mean, it's being lost somewhere. And eventually, the, you know, this was occurring, and the, 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 the rig started to tilt, and they knew they had a problem. So they, um, and at the same time, uh, this was around 7 a.m. in the morning, or one of the uh, electricians uh, down in the salt mine uh, noticed a room that had water, and that was very, you know, you don't have water in a salt mine. And uh, he immediately signaled up and uh, emergency signals went out and all the crews down in the mine uh, came up to uh, the next level and started evacuating. And so eventually the, uh, the erosion from uh, the lake started, it was the lake water that was entering the mine. And it just uh, eroded that that drilling hole uh, to well, it, it became a big cavern, and uh, the lake drained into the into the salt mine. Uh, the canal was flowing north, which is very unusual. And uh, at the time, I was at uh, uh, USL University of Southwestern Louisiana, now UL University of Louisiana, <clears throat> and I was tar tar uh, carpooling with these other girls from Delcom, and I was sitting in my car waiting them and I heard on the radio salt mine in Iberia Parish that's all I caught and even uh I just you know went on didn't, didn't even think about it so we're driving home and we get near the lake on our way home and a lot of people line up along the roads and they're looking across the lake and we say oh my god someone must have drowned you know or something and I get uh drop off the last girl and her mother came running out window window the salt mine is, is, is flooding, you need to get home, you know. So I took off and I had a, a, a Camaro Z28. I was very proud of that. Uh, <laughs> and I had actually worked at the salt mine to be able to pay for that. So I took off and when I got to uh, the Delcom Canal, where the bridge is, the water was rushing north, and I mean like rapids. Wow. I was just... I didn't even couldn't I couldn't process that information. Uh, so I went and I turned and I was heading towards, and there was a, there's a big turn. I was heading towards home, and as you there was a there's a big turn, and at that turn there was a, a, always a line of trees. You could not see the lake from that vanished part. When I but when I got there, I could see clear across the lake. And it was a very, so it was a very, and I, again, I could not process that information because I, I didn't know what was going on. And uh, right after that, it's like I, I lost myself. I didn't know who I was. I was in a total panic. And I just, I remember hitting it, you know, hitting the accelerator. And I get to the intersection. There was cops and there was helicopters and all this stuff. And they, you know stopped me and then um, they were trying to explain to me what was going on. They didn't know who I was, <clears throat> but one of the family friends uh, who worked at the salt mine came running up to me and said, everything's okay, your parents are in. 
at your aunt's house in Erath and uh, and, and, and from that point on, we couldn't return home for the next month. Cause, uh, wow. So the, um, uh, it, it sank about 60 acres of property uh, around the lake. So what, it was a wooded area and all of that just sank into, so the, the, uh, the drilling rig and barges and tugboats, um, sank into into the mine some of them popped back up after a while and so it was on the national news and it was just no one got hurt no one was killed uh but it was and that was pretty much the end of of that salt operation there at uh, at jefferson island so you know i grew up with that salt mine and i mean we're right next to it you know and I, like i said i worked in the summers there and made some good money and my, my parents worked, my father worked there. And uh, uh, initially when we, we, I was born in Lafayette. My father had a, a Texaco gas station. And about, I guess, six, I was six months old. And they, they took a job at uh, what was in Diamond Crystal Salt Company to operate a guest house, which was for customers. It was like a B&B. Literally, that's what it was. It had a, a swimming pool in the back. And they cared for the customer, uh, cared for the guests, cooked for them. And, uh, and so, you know, hang out with my parents. I could go swimming. I could go do whatever. I had to run of the place. And uh, that, that's that story of... Um, Isn't it miraculous that nobody was hurt and in, involved in that? Oh, I absolutely. Mean, and one of the stories is it occurred just after a shift change. And so there were... See, it was it was better then because everyone was alert and awake, and I mean, you know, it would say that you know operators would go and sneak a nap somewhere, you know. Right, right. I mean, you know, but, people are what they are, but but still, I mean, the protocols that they they I guess had to take to escape a sinking rig and then sixty acres of earth around them sinking, and by the time you got there, which was I guess later that day, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. it, was, it was just kind of that's that's insane. That really yeah. is. No, it, it really yeah. is insane. Yeah, and, and you can go to Rip Van Winkle Gardens now at right, Jefferson. Right. You can there's a film on it. They'll show it, and uh, there's lots of photos and 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 things. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things you don't really want to be a part of. But can't you see the chimney? still of the, of one of the houses it, what had happened was like i said there was this botanical garden which is now rip van wrinkle gardens that's what it originally was and um the owner of the property who was jack bayless and he was you know his father was from kentucky and they had horse farms and they were just you know wealthy people and um he was the owner of the property and, and the, the mansion there called uh, the Joe Jefferson home. Joe Jefferson was an actor in the 1800s and um, he had purchased that, that property and had a certain history to it. So the owner uh, built uh, his own you know, residence uh, and they had just built some um, uh, greenhouses, which were just fantastic. Uh, they had plants all over the world. It was an amazing facility. And he had just built this mansion. And uh, 
you know, maybe a year or so, and, and that's, it sunk into the lake. And the only thing left is this chimney from this mansion that, that is sticking out of the water. Hey, hey, thank you again, Hold the Gravy listeners. You'll be hearing from me real soon this week. Tune in. Thank you again for clicking on this and trusting me with your South Louisiana cultural history. Thank you to Delcom Seafood and Farmers Market. I'll be out there December 4th for the final market of 2021 doing a couple interviews live with some amazing vendors out there. If you haven't planned your visit yet, this is your last chance of the year. See you soon.